Okay, what's good, what's good? It's a quick update for you all, yeah? Right, what I've tried to do here is I've changed things up a little touch to maintain the integrity of the main show whilst giving you a lot of regular podcasts you can listen to every week. So stay subscribed to The Joff Show, but also for something more regular, search Random Joff on whichever podcast platform you use and subscribe to that for the regular joint. If there's a new episode of the main show, I'll be sure to let you know on there. And as always, it really helps if you follow Joff Show on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, sharing the content, letting your people know about the show really, 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 really helps. So the more of that, the merrier. You know what I mean? Feel free to reach out anytime with any questions or suggestions for the show. Big up all of you lot, man, for staying with the show. And yeah, we move. Big up. Love. Place that I go, place that I've been, places that you have never seen, place where place where bloody fuck you, bloody fucking mother, bloody fuck bitch. I've been trying to work out to try and be fitter and get myself out of a hole, and I'm so shit at it that I've. I'm always trying to find a quicker way. I'm not doing it through diets. Um, it's, that just ain't happening. Anyway, I've started doing uh, 10 push-ups, right? <laughs> Every time I fuck it up and then leave a few months and then regain my need for wanting to push again. Um, well, it's not a need, you know, just, just uh, looking at my belly and just not being happy and not feeling healthy in general. Um, I'll... I'll start again but i always end up starting smaller and it's gone down and down you know like i'll do i'll do a 5k run okay no okay i'll do 1k six months later i'm I'm down to this down to this down to this down to this currently i'm on starting with 10 push-ups a night so i thought i can do that i'll start with 10 push-ups a night i did the first 10 tonight i'm so glad my missus ain't around to see me trying 10 push-ups 10 push-ups my arms were shaking like Rizla in the wind silvers as well do you know what I mean I look like you know in the cartoons when someone gets scared 
and their whole body shakes and, and teeth rattling and all that. That's literally what I look like. Every part of me was shaking just to do 10 push-ups. I'd done the 10, right? And I thought, okay, that's me for the night. When I did this, these 10 push-ups, I got about... There's a moment, right? I'm guessing anybody who struggles with this kind of stuff, or maybe you don't struggle with keeping it up, but there's that moment that is just so painful that you didn't expect when you was all inspired you know, when every part of you was like, I'm ready for it. I've listened to Goggins. I've, I've, you know, I've read stuff about this and looked up bits about that. And I'm getting myself, I'm getting myself, you know, motivated up and going. And there's this moment you hit, you know, you do the first one, you're like, I'm in it. Second, I'm in it. Third, I'm in it. Fourth. You don't even, I don't even feel the build up. I just hit one point where I'm like, Jesus, this is fucking hard. Do you know what I mean? And I try and hear all of the, you know, embrace the sh- the the shit where it sucks. You know, all the all the methodologies and the the stuff I've heard people say over the years and things to think about. You know, like nothing comes from comfort, and and I do believe that nothing good essentially at the end comes just from being comfortable. You end up weak. Um, from just staying comfortable all the time because if I wanted to be comfortable all the time I'd eat exactly what I wanted to eat which would be mostly comprised of sugar elements um, I would do whatever I want I'd I'd be on the sofa I'd be napping I'd probably I would say I'd do if I got 50 years left to live I would do 20 of those years sleeping like I'm good at lazy I am super good at lazy. It's mad because I actually tried this method a few months back and got myself going to the point of where I was doing workouts, you know. I always had this sort of fear if I start straight away with a full-on workout that I'm going to black out and die. It's like this weird fear of, like, just, like, something's already something must already be wrong with me. You know, I get aches, I get pains, I get a pain here, a little jab in the heart or a little pain in the end of my finger or my toe or a little weird cramp in the leg and every part of me is saying incoming stroke, incoming heart attack or it's saying, uh, see, these are signs. These are signs, something's wrong with you. Typical male, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to go get any tests or anything like that. Plus, if I've got tests and it was just the fact that I was just a little bit overweight or whatever, or I got tests and they said, nothing's come up on your tests. You know, no cancer, no major disease, no major infections. You seem to be doing too pretty, you know, pretty well. I would be not pushed to work out because fear does it, right? Have you ever been scared into working out? Like you get a pain and then you like, like I've had pains before where I'm like, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go to the doctors. And then I think, no, you're not know going to do. I'm going to work out. Immediately, I start thinking about running, doing push-ups and doing pull-ups and buying a pull-up bar and all this kind of stuff. The moment I get the pain, the first thing I should think is, where's that pain coming from? I need to go to the doctors and get it checked out. And I should be doing a moderate amount of exercise. But my brain doesn't work in a moderate way. So what I'm trying to do is, which is what I've been trying to do my whole life, is fight against the way my brain wants to do it. With exercise, it's never, of course, but with most other things, 
I still want to do the thing, whether it be music, uh, podcasting, um, loads of stuff. There's loads of stuff. Starting my own company of some sort, a coffee company, a soap company, you know, no matter what it is, the main thing is can you beat the part of your brain that is not working like most people's, you know, that that part of your brain that doesn't deliver in the same way, that delivers all in one go, and then it tires you the fuck out, you know. Can I work out a way to balance it out, break it all down? And it's not easy, I'm not going to lie, but you've got to try in it. It's worked with my job, but I think that's just because I need it, right? I think a lot of things are based on how much you really need it. That's why <laughs> I start thinking about doing push-ups the moment I get a pain in my chest. Do you know what I mean? I literally think about it immediately, immediately. I get a pain like, whoa, what was that? Jesus. And I start thinking, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to start running. And the truth is, this could be in the afternoon. You could do it today. I could do it probably straight away most of the times. I could be at work. My office is like a single office. I could be at work and just start doing push-ups immediately. So why am I not doing it? I'm still saying, no, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. Do you know what I mean? So start embracing the, the current moment a bit more. Black one, if you're running like that one, you're going to fucking fall, innit? But hurting yourself. I wanted to talk about a book, one of my favourite books, uh, The Science Delusion, which is by Rupert Sheldrake. Uh, this is a book I would say is definitely, if not my number one favourite book, uh, factual-wise, anyway. Um, I would say it's, you know, it's definitely in the top three. Uh, it's it. What it does is it challenges the dogmas of science. This is something I've thought about. I thought about this since before I kind of understood science. Really, like, how, like what they what we know already is it hindering us from knowing more? Like the stuff that we we think to be kind of like strange, you know, like telepathy and stuff like that. Is this stuff that might not just be spiritual or ghostly or weird that that can actually be scientifically explained you know uh, it sounds crazy to say it but then i kind of think of it as when you look back to before there were planes they saw that as being like you know you're a god if you could fly anything let alone have human beings you know hundreds of human beings in a plane in the sky um, this book is sick some of the stuff it covers is like each chapter is different i like books that are usually in this format 48 laws is like this as well you can take one chapter read it and it doesn't have to relate to the next chapter do you know what i mean so you can read that put it down so if you're like an adhd type or you burn out quickly this is a proper good book for you man it covers like um some of the bits are like is, is nature mechanical uh which is like the difference between organic life which is like an end goal um and mechanical life which is sort of created by an external source like us you know what i mean but it has no sort of goal of its own um it has a chapter on the total amount of uh matter and energy always like always being the same it's like matter obviously cannot be 
uh, matter or energy like can't be sort of created or destroyed. It talks about how that viewpoint has been stuck in units for years. Like the law of conservation of matter and energy is what is the norm. It's what's taught in all the universities all over the world. Do you know what I mean? And scientists have got in this like comfort zone with its principles. Do you know what I mean? Which what they're saying is is like whatever the amount of energy that goes into a thing when you measure the amount of energy that comes out it always equates to be exact do you know what i mean like the amount of wood you burn when you i don't know how they do this by the way but when you look at that the wood the fuel before it goes in its energy amounts to exactly the same of heat energy or whatever kind of energy you're getting out of it i'm guessing it's just heat energy anyway um unless there's some sort of combustible energy you can get uh well that is heat energy oh i don't know i'm not claiming to know do you know what i mean it but it talks about above unity devices which are devices that a few people have been said to create sounds a bit it's it could this is a subject that could be in in sort of in the realm of conspiracy i don't think so i think it's could be possible even though i'm not a scientist i don't see why it can't be possible do you know what i mean um these are devices where the energy that comes out of the device is much more than what goes in do you know what i mean and supposedly it can't be done but what i like about this book is that it challenges the dogma it so it shows where scientists will get just won't go any further do you know what i mean and then what they know because there's this comfort zone they can base their research from, off of it that you know you can earn money off of it and you just so they're not going any further do you know what i mean and obviously with energy it's a big deal you know like with the other i know that carbon nanotubing this is not in the book by the way uh i remember uh, which is graphene i think is which is made up of carbon nanotubes they made they was talking about how if you run a chip a microchip that goes in a processor that goes in a computer you can kind of like rub rub it on your leg for like a minute and it can run for like six months do you know what i mean uh off off of this uh graphene based thing and uh, it's, it's crazy what i think i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with graphene and uh how they how they're going to implement it they didn't really know how to make it quickly it took too long to make it for it to be a mass consumed thing that they could put in a certain product but now i think the polish scientists some polish scientists work out worked out how to you know how to how to make it um what was interesting about that chapter to me as well is that like uh, dark matter is is super interesting anyway which is like you know it's the the nature and properties of it are super obscure but it makes up like 23 percent of all matter and the matter that we know about that we understand only makes up about four percent and like dark energy makes up about 70 percent and we again we almost know nothing about it like you know what i mean um other things that the book talks about, I'm not. This is not a spoiler, by the way, because there's it is just uh, it's a long book and it's a good one, and there's a lot in there. Uh, this is a kind of very much an overview, um, but yeah, it talks about the assumption that laws that the laws of nature are fixed, 
he talks about you know matter and consciousness is nature purposeless you know whether all biological inheritance is material whether memories are stored as material traces which which blew my <laughs> i love that one because it makes you really think about the brain and memories and how they're stored and if they're stored then that means there must be material you know what i mean there must be material traces which is a mind blower because it mashes up your brain thinking about it you know like if they ain't stored in your brain then you know are they stored in your mind like if they're not stored as a material thing like they do you go spiritual do you know what i mean like to work out where they are are they external do you know what i mean it's it's that alone just uh what i like it is is, is heavily thought-provoking uh that chapter particularly but this whole book really does that um it makes you realize how stuck and dogmatic uh the sciences are um they talk about uh, he talks about whether minds are in brains uh this kind of lends itself to sheldrake's main known theory that i know of anyway called morphic resonance uh well i've got something here so sheldrake says uh morphic resonance resonance sorry is the idea of mis- of a mysterious telepathy type interconnections between organisms and collective memories within species and it accounts for like phantom limbs dogs that know when their owners are coming home and how people know when uh somebody's staring at them which is you know some people just do i think sometimes um all, although this chapter lends itself to sheldrake's theory the chapter on whether psychic phenomena uh, are illusory illusory uh, is one that more directly links to morphic resonance but um both chapters do in a way do you know what i mean i'm not spoiling it too much but uh the tests and the research done in those chapters are super interesting man super uh interesting my favorite thing about this book um for 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 many reasons is is about uh it asks the question whether mechanistic medicine is the only kind that really works um, it's definitely my personal favorite part of the book because I've always had like a deep interest in pharmacy, pharmacology, you know. I would have studied it in university, but I hadn't yet become more mindful of how my brain sort of manages energy, really. Plus, uh, you know, <laughs> I had twins at 17, so I had to get to fucking work, boy. Get that money! Do you know what I mean? But there's a part of that particular chapter that speaks about medical ghostwriting as well, which if you don't know what that is, it's nuts. <laughs> it's like companies like, you know, like Pfizer, Glaxo, they'll carry out like double-blind trials, studies, symposiums, etc. Like mostly they would do this through like third-party companies. But these third-party companies are more, more like, uh, uh, they specialise in sort of like the marketing of things which is just it just it makes me feel uncomfortable do you know what i mean um anyway it takes years for pharmaceutical firms like to get to do all this research and they might only get like a small percentage of the results that they want to be able to push the drug to market do you know what i mean it could be a small percentage of the overall findings and the rest could be pretty bad but once they have that they can pay a doctor to sign it off as safe based on that small percentage do you know what i mean so that small amount of information goes to the doctor he can sign it off and that's now it can go to market which is messed up because you know 
it's twisted because now there's drugs on the market and that have been ghost written, ghost signed, or whatever. And this subject I've got like lost in many times because it's got like there's an unfortunate grief based attachment to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, before I get too dark with it, look, go on YouTube. Um, you'll be able to see Rupert Sheldrake's band TED Talk. If you type in, uh, yeah, Rupert Sheldrake band TED, TED Talk, I'll probably link it uh, somewhere on the Twitter, probably. Um, you'll see an idea of what you're in for. Like, I strongly recommend this book. I strongly recommend uh, the audiobook too because it's read by Rupert Sheldrake. I like, I like it a lot when books are actually read by the author do you know what i mean i feel like it it's a bit more a bit more special that way um i think sapiens was it sapiens is read by the author power of nails read by the author um the one i'm on at the moment i'm a bit of jordan peterson 12 rules for life is read by him and uh that kind of helps i don't know I, I really like it man I really like uh, listening to the author read their own book because I feel like there's it's more there's more passion there. No metronome. I would not like the metronome. Thanks. Right, a little update on the nootropics. Nootropics. Um, I told you on episode one that I was giving this glinko biloba a go or glinko biloba. Um, I genuinely believe it's working. Um, I'm about four or five weeks in now. I haven't been doing it every day. I took a bit, uh, weekends when I ain't got really stuff to do. I haven't been taking it. But so what I've ch- done is in the mornings, I've been taking two of them with my super high potent fish oils, omega oils. Uh, I take those. So I take two of those, one of those. And... I don't really notice much. Um, before, when I was taking three of the Glinkos, I was noticing this mild euphoria, but I've got, a, I'm trying to tell myself, this is not what you're going for. What you're going for is some form of normal, normality, um, longevity, and any other of the E's. Any more of the E's. Anyway, yeah, it's working. I'd say it's working because I, I've noticed more at home than at work um that i'm getting way more done without the need for continuous entertainment i'm trying to um, add more silence into my life um the, i usually play podcast music telly in the background whatever just to drown out sort of the my the brain chatter and stuff or to just get rid of boredom because i feel like it's the enemy you know if you're sort of like an adhd type you feel like it's the flipping enemy of your whole life, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I did a burp and left it on the podcast. What a disgusting animal. Animal! Anyway, so at home, I'm noticing that I'm just getting shit done, normal shit done. Like, the washing up is not being done as a rush before I leave for work, you know, late in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Uh, The coffee machine's getting cleaned um straight away after I do things. I don't know whether it's slowing me down uh a bit. I don't think it is. But it's doing something that's making me finish things. Not everything. I'm still 
you know what what it's made me realize is that it's about uh, there's there's a part i was talking to my friend penny about this um check her out actually penny bell on instagram you'll find her you'll find her quite easily uh, on youtube we've done we actually had a conversation about adhd on there um i was talking to her about this uh that i i believe that there's a part of adhd or if you're on a spectrum where you have a trouble with concentration um procrastination completing things i think there's a part of it that no supplement can do uh which is starting stuff you know just getting started with it like if i get started with something and i'm using these supplements like at the moment i'm using this glinko i'm using this high dha high something else ha um nordic naturals omega oils right i'm using those and i know that once i've started with the thing the thing's getting done do you know what i'm saying it's getting done normal like how normal people do stuff come home like change into their other clothes use the toilet instead of just leaving it because it's boring do you know what i mean like as in when i say <laughs> well some of you lot must be thinking uh, uh holding in a piss for ages because you think oh i just can't be asked like do you know what i mean it's it's that bad it, it honestly is that bad but this kind of just makes it, it, it for me it's been creating this steady flow of just carrying on with life in a normal way uh years ago when i, I had ritalin and and the you know the different types of med slow release or quick release uh, medications that it will give you for adhd it would do that for you as well but it would remove something like quite important. I felt it would remove the creative side. Yeah, I've, most of my life, I've kind of thought I can't remove this completely because I know once it's removed, my creativity's gone. But I don't feel like it is with this. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people have said this is a similar thing that they've noticed about microdosing psilocybin. Um, but I'm yet to experience microdosing psilocybin. Unfortunately, I get um, drug tested often with the job I do, so I cannot be microdosing nothing or anything or anything of nothing. So I just can't do it, actually. But yeah, there's a little update. I just wanted to give you a little update on that because I feel like that is important because I think if you've heard this podcast and thought, yeah, this is something I'm well into or it speaks to you, it's probably because you've got a bit of that in you. Do you know what I mean? So um, give it a go. Um, currently, it would be tough to say strongly recommending it. But I'd okay, I strongly recommend you try it. Buy some Glinko, buy a Loba. Um, you can get it at Hollandon Burat, yeah. Um, so yeah, go to Hollandon backflip and try and get a bit of that and just see if it works. But I, just so you know, I am taking it with this high um, DHA. There's another thing. I think it's EPA, uh, fish oils, omega oils, which is uh, by Nordic Naturals. I've done an insane amount of research on the oils before i actually found one that i thought okay i'm going to trust this one so i'm taking that one lemon flavor 
it's not very lemony, but it's lemony. Do you know what I mean? And it's quite nice to have a, a thing that's a um a thing that's lemony. To add to that, I've been taking um acidophilus. Me and the whole family have been taking acidophilus. Uh, I started taking that years ago when my mum had the cancer, which was a stomach-based cancer, because, you know, just at the time, having more awareness of when you see somebody sick with stomach, a stomach-related thing or a digestive problem, like majorly sick with a digestive problem where there's where, where, where it's not working, the system isn't working, you realise that, okay, this is why the doctor asks every time, like, certain questions about your digestive system are you using the toilet regularly are you having trouble doing this are you getting constipated are you getting this are you getting that you know what i mean i understand fully once you see somebody struggle with that it's crazy like how you realize like whoa this digestive system like health shit is fucking important so i was taking acid off of the stem but i hadn't really been following it but i have for the past Let's say a month and a half. Me, my other half, and my daughter have been taking it. And if you're the type of person that's like, you just get gut ache, you get bad belly every day, take this shit, man. They do like a strawberry one in, in Holland and Blood Clot, yeah? That you can just literally chew it. Taste banging, like taste banging. You can have a couple a day, I think. And, uh, yeah, the doo-doo slide, man, the doo-doo slide. Okay, um, here's the thing that is deeply annoying. Um, oh, God, I'm furious because... It sounds bad because I know this person give they they care I suppose, but I'm I'm fed up. Uh, I think maybe a lot of you have got this person, one of these people in your life, people that talk and just don't stop talking, and they don't care about anything that's going on around you. How much of your time they're fucking taking up? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually furious. I've, I that's why the mic. I just came in and turn the mic on straight away and if there is any background sound it's because I can't turn the fucking um, bathroom light off uh, which 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 makes the fan go on because there's a mouse in there and the cats can't catch the mouse in the dark can they do you know what I mean um, so somebody I know oh, this is hard to do but let's just guess that she's never going to hear it my fucking neighbour came round she took my parcel the other day. She took it from another neighbour and let me know that she's got the parcel, which was the first hook, yeah? It was the first hook. So she says, uh, I'll give her a call. And she, as I said to her, okay, I'm going to come grab it off you. No problem, I'll come and bring it to you after for my dinner, if that's all right with you, because I'm having me dinner. She knocks on the door. I come down in houseware. It's cold and proceeds to talk. For 46 minutes. My dinner had only just gone on the plate. Yeah. It was a banging dinner. It was basic. It was a chicken burger and chips. But it was banging. That crunching in the background is Poe eating her dinner, by the way. 
what is it in people that they think it's okay to talk continuously in your face without breathing in between which is a massive skill I don't notice breaths I don't notice an in-breath at any point um, and drawing you into the next subject sometimes sometimes I'm even falling for it I'm even saying stuff and then I say stuff like yeah that's because last week we had that with the bins and I had this problem too and then they start talking again and I think what have I done what have I done how are you keeping me that long just a couple of things that are worth noting as soon as I open the door how are you doing she says I said oh great yeah just put the dinner just uh, put the dinner on the table how was your dinner nice yeah so I've mentioned I've had dinner and she starts talking now parcels put in front of the door and she stepped back so I put the parcel on the steps now you're abiding by covid to a certain degree because you're like here's the parcel even though let's face it if you really looked into it you're not abiding by anything but you put the parcel down i put the parcel on the steps and then you proceed to stand back and open your mouth and talk for that fucking long yeah that fucking long you know what a part of it as well that, that really has got to me is that it gets to the point where I don't hear anything and I just start observing two things. First, I observed the eyes, which seemed very desperate and tired um, and possibly soaked in some form of alcohol. Um, I noticed that, but then I noticed that she was wearing a very warm coat, very warm trousers, which probably had long johns on underneath, a very warm jumper underneath the coat to the point of which which she was so warm that she had to have the coat open so that she wasn't too hot in the very warm clothes that she'd put on to come over which is showing me uh is is, is that what which my words are all over the place because he's actually pissing me off differently um it's showing me that you prepped for a long time you prepped for an extensive conversation. Um, why do people? Why is it that, that people who do this, they do it with no regard for whatever you could be doing at the time? If you knock on somebody's door, for me, I, nowadays, I don't. Years ago, you'd call ahead days ahead, say, "Oh, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to drop drop something around," or, you know. You would, if you had to just turn up, you would feel uncomfortable. You'd be like, "So I'm so sorry, just knock in without warning." But this popped up. I've got to go out, and I don't want you to miss it. So here it is. Sorry if I wasted any time. Hope you're not having your dinner. Hope you're not going to bed. Hope you're not working from home. Hope you're not exercising. Hope you're not. I wasn't exercising. I'm never going to be exercising. I don't think I, I, I have exercise sometimes, but I, to be honest, I'm hoping that. Uh, you know you're not disturbing somebody's time right um, at this point I start lying right and slapping against the door and go psst, 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 psst. up the stairs she's on you alright I said yeah the cat's dinner's I don't want the cat to go in with dinner so I'm just making sure her away from my dinner 
she didn't even didn't even think that hold on why is your dinner at the top of the stairs why isn't it in your living room do you know what i mean maybe i brought it with me because i didn't want it to cool down i wanted to get one last mouthful before you literally fucking took up a portion of my evening right I just want to get back to the the coat thing. I know this is all over the place, but it's pissed me off. She's prepped that that much. She's putting that much clothes that she's hot, hot. That many garments. There must have been at least ten different garments, garments to keep her warm. Yet to the point of where she had to open the fucking coat, right? Yet she saw I was standing in house clothes, which did not include socks. Yeah, my feet are falling off within about five minutes because of the cold reference point this is the day after the snow so it is fucking freezing yeah i spent half of the morning right defrosting my car so i could get into it yeah then having to pull over on the side of a very busy road because it the 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 when you're going fast down the street, it's freezing up the windscreen fluid, um, uh, squirt thing. Then I ran out of petrol, so I went in to get some petrol. I couldn't get a petrol tank open because it had frozen shut. It's that cold, yeah? It's that cold. So it makes sense that she would dress for that level of cold, yet she's turned up on my fucking door, right? And it's bad. This is bad. You know why? Because she's a nice person, right? She's a nice person. Everything about her is lovely welcoming but is she really because she's nosy she's nosy as fuck yeah she's nosy as fuck she stands at the window looking out right she tells me do you know what it's lovely when i see your lights on i think it's lovely that you're there and uh, it's nice to see you know and i don't i'm not creepy about it i'm not like oh you're looking in my windows for do you know what i mean but like she's in everybody's business I'm trying to notice uh, recently just the um, the way that she flicks between subjects. She knows they they're masters these people of knowing when the subject is fading out and how to roll it into another subject. How to keep you in? Do you know what I'm saying? I, I would like to find out. Um, sorry, just the mic. Find how she does it so that I could apply it to this podcast so that you listen. But here's the thing. Do I apply it to the podcast? Because you, you you can turn this podcast off. I can't shut the door on my neighbour. Who's nice to me. She takes my bins out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I genuinely, I've got love for this person, but I get annoyed at anybody who does this to me for some reason. You know what I mean? She probably doesn't mean no harm. Here's the, here's the thing that I struggle with. Does that person not understand social cues? Are they on the spectrum to a point of which they don't understand it? You know what I mean? Because nobody's told them in their life, listen, you need to, like, I know you like to talk and that, but you need to t- pay attention to how much time you take out of people's day when you just go to do a small thing or, you know, if you were just knocking to say, oh, um, the, you, the bins are tomorrow or something like that you need to realize um you know nobody's doing that to her so there's some alpha there in her do you know what i mean because her fellow ain't fucking telling her do you know what i mean there can't be any alpha there because you would have told her a long time ago do you know what i mean you'd have told her a long time ago you said why are you still talking when would it stop 
When do I get to tune out? When do we get silence in this house? Oh my God. I returned after such time to a cold dinner, completely cold dinner. I had to do a hot water bottle to get warm up my feet because I'm a pussy. Yeah. Then, um, then I put the mic stand together, which was in the parcel. Fucking mad. What is wrong with people, man? Honestly. I think that's enough for now. I was going to record a bit more of this today, but to be honest, I'm pissed off. So I'm probably going to go on Warzone and check in with Jim. See what the other half's saying. Bet you I killed nobody today. This is going to be a frustrating um, round of Warzone. Or oh, a few rounds. I've got a problem with Warzone, you know. Um, but I'm contr I've controlled it. Uh, I know I can't do one game pop on for a few rounds so I can't do it I either play it for seven hours eight nine hours longer than I should have done or I don't play it at all because there's been quite a few times where I've had two hours sleep before leaving for work because of Warzone they've done something man the research they must do I heard that uh, there was there's a game that came out on the Xbox years ago called Destiny, and I heard that it was one of the first where they spent a mass of their budget on researching addiction to see what it is that they can put into the game to keep people playing, to not make people want to get away from it. And I only uh, found this out recently. And look back to when my sons were playing that game and they were continuously talking about it. I never saw what they saw in it. But they were talking about tropical engrams or something like that. And these it's a collector's thing, right? If you add this collector's thing in, it's like with Pokemon Go. I was hooked on Pokemon Go. I've I've been hooked on Pokemon Go and gone off it and got hooked on it again and repeated the process probably two or three times now. My other half, she manages it moderately so she manages to still get ones that when I get hooked again I'm like shit I missed this one do you know what I mean like I missed the Kyogre which is annoying um, because it's one the kids like my sons and by having it I figured I'd be like look what I've got and they'd think I'm sick do you know what I mean um, so I missed that opportunity and I don't know if she's going to trade it to me if she don't don't know I'm going to try it. I'll, I'll, I'll report back on whether she traded the Kyogre or not um yeah yeah fuck this man that's destroyed my evening it's about let's have a look now okay Google what's the time it's 8.54pm you know it's fucking 8.54pm hey Google okay uh, what okay Google why do people talk so much sure I can do that what the fuck? Okay, Google. Google. Why do people talk so much? On the website Healthline.com, they say, while people with conditions that affect psychosis such as schizophrenia may appear to talk to themselves, this generally happens as a result of auditory hallucinations. What a fucking spooky, is it? I mean, it's not really relative, is it? Although, it's strange, because she was talking about somebody she knew who has out-of-body experiences... 
she went from depression to out of body 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 to out of body body experiences okay google is there a mental health condition where people talk too much According to Wikipedia, in psychology, logoria or logoria, also known as press speech, is a communication disorder that causes excessive wordiness and repetitiveness, which can cause incoherency. Oh my diddy. I'm going to have to listen back to the recording of that to find out what that was. Because I've already forgot what the name is. Jesus Christ. It's a thing. It's got a name. Hey, do you love to talk? Do you love to talk and talk and talk with no consideration for your listeners' precious time? Do you catch yourself using connective sentences such as Which reminds me, oh, just before you go, and Funny you should say that actually, well you need to Shut the fuck up! Shut your goddamn mouth! At STFU Limited and Partners, we use modern methods discovered by real unverified YouTube scientists to help you become a less thoughtless and socially invasive person. Visit stfu.com and enter promo code they have shit to do to sign up for our free seven day plan today and rest assured that from now on instead of further stalling your victims from getting on with their lives you will begin to notice the social cues and maybe even mend your name amongst friends neighbors and work colleagues stfu limited regain your welcome Terms and conditions apply. Offers subject to availability. All subscriptions free for a seven-day period without cancellation will charge at £476 per month. STFU Limited is regulated by the Board of Prick Dodgers. We just dropped by to let you know that the bin day has changed, and I thought you may want to know when the new date is because they were supposed to send you one of those magnets for your fridge with all of the dates on. It's been a mad week because my cousin's best mate's husband's son from a previous relationship has been diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, and they are not sure what to do about it. Supposedly, it's untreatable, but you just can't tell these days, can you? Anyway, I won't keep you too long, but I thought I'd keep you up to date on everything that's going on around here as it's the new year, and I'm sure everyone is excited for COVID to be over. It is cold though, isn't it? noticed last week it was windy but when i came outside i didn't expect it to be cold steve spent over 10 minutes getting the ice off his windscreen only to find a can of de-icer in the boot you just can't write this stuff can you don't forget there will be an annual village walk on wednesday we usually do it on a thursday but amy's not been well i don't give a fuck keisha right it's my dad's birthday today so i'd like to close this episode of the podcast on the topic of music mainly surrounding an album called felt composed by nils from uh, that's spelled N-I-L-S-F-R-A-H-M. Uh, I stumbled upon this album probably around 2013 and immediately uh, I fell in love with this album. I think it was suggested uh, based on my regular playing of another piano album by the composer Alexis French, um, French spelt with two Fs, called, uh, the album was called Secret Piano. That is an album I used to play to the kids for them to help them go to sleep. Uh, every single night but it's it's, a, it's another beautiful album to check check out um this is one of the rare times that apple have actually got it right when suggesting music to me because to be honest like most of the time they either suggest something way off the mark or they miss it like miss something really important like they didn't suggest kanye's new album to me in late 20 i think it would have been 2019 the first sort of gospel album that he done which nearly made me switch to another provide over when it's because i've probably got more yay albums in the library than any others do you know what i mean <clears throat> anyway back to the the uh felt album by Niels from i'll post a link online to the video that explains it in greater detail uh but basically Niels from wanted to create the world's softest piano the concept was like to have hammers hitting a single string instead of multiple strings 
and to have a selection of like felt or cotton which is somewhere within the mechanism i don't know exactly where to soften the sound now the piano uh, mechanics also has no case so it's like completely naked you can see all the stuff going on all the hammers hitting you know as as the piano is being played luckily for Niels Fromm David Clavins who is one of the world's like greatest piano makers has always wanted to make such a piano but needed like he just needed somebody to ask him to make it do you know what I mean now with the felt album uh as Niels Fromm plays it you can hear the mechanism moving you can hear breathing you can hear things like foot movements on the pedals or feet feet movements on the pedals or foot movements movements of the feet dip on the pedals anyway this gives the album like a proper organic sound do you know what i mean which does something quite special for me i feel which is when i listen to this album both during and after playing it the world just sounds better um i'm not sure you lot will get the same response as i did some of you might do do you know what i mean but i really hope you do because it's it's just a nice experience, do you know what I mean? Uh, my favourite tracks on the album are probably Familiar and a track called Less, which is the first one I heard. Less is just a few minutes of beautiful, soft, warm chords. Um, if that doesn't calm you down, I don't think music can calm you down, do you know what I mean? Because it is, it's just amazing. Now... Other than helping me calm down, this album has a special place in my heart because I played it in the car the last time I took my mum to the hospital. And uh, after I played it, she said that she couldn't believe that it's taken her up until the end of her life to realise that music can help ease pain. Uh, she was suffering massively at this point. And like I said, unfortunately, it was the last time that I took my mum into the hospital. So I'm eternally grateful that Niels Frahm had decided to compose such an amazingly tranquil album now it being my dad's birthday i wanted to make a piece of music to celebrate him my dad taught me and my brother music from an early age i was learning the piano from when i was like five starting with blues and moving into classical and jazz as i got older i'm rusty at the moment do you know what i mean he, but the way he taught us was different he never set a time to teach us one of the ways he taught us was to listen um, was you just get randomly questioned on things whenever music was playing in the house. Like So if it was a choir, he'd be like, he'd be like yeah, how many harmonies are there in that? And you'd have to answer the question, do you know what I mean? Or like chords or what key is this in or how many notes in that chord. It, like, he had many ways to teach us, but, he, but we always loved it. Do you know what I mean? It was never an annoying thing. Usually things like that when you're growing up, you're like, oh, dad, man, Jesus Christ. But we actually loved it. And I think that's, you know, why we carried on doing music afterwards. My dad was like a soul singer, played the guitar, played piano a bit. But his taste in music was super eclectic, man. Like you may go to bed hearing Otis Redding playing downstairs and wake up to him playing a Bulgarian choir. Do you know what I mean? Um, apart from... Like he was a roofer, but he also ran like a stall on Camden Market. He used to sell these ornamental baskets of nuts and fruit or like dried flowers in arrangements that my mum would make in the loft um, slash studio slash storage space that we had. Um, this is like a side hustle mum and dad had going on when uh, we was a bit hard up for, for uh, money. Anyway, 
this was early 90s when if you wanted to hear new music you could get it from camden market it was the spot so he always brought us home albums and bootleg videos of bands like Portishead, Tricky, even like Goldie or Prodigy. Do you know what I mean, loads of new, fresh stuff that you just wouldn't be able to just, you wouldn't get it on telly, you wouldn't get it on the radio. So Camden Market was the spot. I revisited Camden Market recently and I don't know if it's, I mean, it's COVID times and all of that, but like, I don't know if it's really got the anyway listen that's uh, another subject completely look i'll be close um, co- <laughs> so i'll be closing this episode um you know with a piece that i made with the digital contact library version of nils from's uh una corda which was bought for me by the other half for my last birthday i think it was um i also used some granular uh, granular effects units uh, on certain sections which were made by output uh, what's the, the unit is made by output it's called portal and I added in some vocals in there now my dad used to love the rain he had a he, he just loved the sound of it um, I'm like me he especially loved falling asleep to the sound of it you know what I mean I think I probably got it from him but a lot of people probably experienced the same thing. But one of my last happy memories that I spent with my dad was when I dozed off on the sofa in the front room. Uh, he'd done the same thing, sitting on his chair, like, do you know what I mean? And it was raining outside, proper heavy, heavy rain outside. Um, it was just a nap, do you know what I mean? But when I look back now, I realise how much of a special moment it was, do you know what I mean? So I recorded some rain from my window and layered it into the piece. Um to kind of just make it a bit more personal uh, another way of just sort of sending a, a hug out to my old man do you know what I mean um, yeah so look before I play it um, I want to thank everybody for their feedback on the podcast so far don't forget you can still get me or get at me via Twitter Instagram Facebook at Joff Show um, if you want to give any feedback or get any updates on everything surrounding the show um that being said uh, i'm gonna run the piece now thanks everybody for listening and uh yeah man happy birthday dad love you <laughs> 